0: One, two, three, four. Well, like, oh! (laughs) she just me off! I had, like, a pop-up that came up, and I was like, oh. It was, like, saying that you're recording me.
1: Yeah, I am recording you. Okay, we'll try again. Um, Take two. Welcome back to the Well Now It podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I am joined by my lovely and talented friend, Nicola. Um, Nicola is a freelance social media manager um, and she'll talk all about the clients that she's had. Um, one of our clients that she works on is Flower Risk, and I've actually had her mom and her business partner on the podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> Nick and I met um, through F45 and we're, we love, um, we're in our F45 fitness era. Um, so we're gonna talk a lot about <laughs> that. Um, But I'd love to just kind of pop into your story. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Um, for having me. Yay. Okay. So I want to start before we got into like the whole social media era of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you were in the fitness industry before and you were a trainer and you were Mm -hmm. doing all of that. So if you kind of want to give the audience of your background with that, maybe also living in the UK, like just kind of give the whole spiel.
0: The
1: whole, the whole background story. Yeah. Let's give some context.
0: So I graduated high school, I went to Langara. I went to Langara because I was going to be playing on the soccer team. Sadly, I tore my MCL for the second time and I was advised by a physiotherapist not to go forward with playing soccer for the foreseeable future. Like he was like nine to 12 months. And I was like, well, this sucks. This is the only reason I went to school, like was because I wanted to play soccer at a school. Um, so I was just like super unmotivated with education. Like I really value and love education, but like, I just couldn't find anything that I loved. I was also paying for half of it. Like my parents did the same or doing the same thing with my, sister, like we pay for half of our schooling. And I was like, you know what, if I'm paying for this and I'm not enjoying it, I don't know if I want to do it. So I started working at the local gym that like my family has always gone to so Steve Nash Fitness World nothing nothing got out. <laughs> yeah like nothing local about that I worked with a huge worked out at a huge chain gym and I was like how do I get a free gym membership so I like marched up to like the the manager's office and I gave her my resume I was like hi like I would love to be a receptionist if you need a new like front desk person blah 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 and I was like perfect cute boys like working at the desk great um so I got that job worked as a receptionist and then Got a trainer myself and I was like, wait, this is really cool. Like, it was super empowering learning how to lift weights. Like, I played soccer my whole life, but like the gym was kind of super out of my comfort zone. I would go and do like four and like literally be so embarrassing with my form. So I got a trainer and I was like, this is so cool. Like, I feel so great. I really want to make other people feel great. So I did my PT certification. And it was super cheap because I worked at a gym. So hot tip, if you want to become a trainer, work at the gym first. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I became a trainer, which was great um, until it wasn't. And then I sadly, I'm like... (laughs) me brushing over my trauma I'm like sadly I got an eating disorder as a result of working in the fitness us industry. laughing about it we're like <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> and like chuckles and and uh, no no I'm super open about talking about it because like I feel so like healed from that time in my life but yeah I developed an eating disorder and just a very like toxic relationship with food and exercise and it honestly wasn't until I stepped away from working in a gym that like I fully felt like I was able to like heal my mindset and just like have a much better outlook when it comes to came to health and fitness and honestly like I think because of I mean yeah I don't think I would ever go back to personal training but I loved that period of my life um and then I moved to England because I fell in love with a guy freaking lived in England or he his Canadian visa was running out so I went to England stopped being a trainer and just kind of like did like it sounds bad but, like I don't want to like diminish any jobs but like for me they were just like whatever jobs like I worked as like office, an office assistant at a law firm but yeah, that's like the background It was kind of all over the place. Um, oh, no, no, I'm yes. following.
1: I'm following. Okay. So. You have any questions? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, could that was forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I was going to ask, like, maybe going back on like, because I love, I mean, I love talking more about like eating disorders and healing from that because everyone knows yeah. on podcast, I've, I've talked about it a lot on my own journey. Mm-hmm. That was so, the first episode I listened to of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Where well, you enjoyed. we were talking about it. Yeah. And I think it's really important. and I love these topics. So for you, you said you wouldn't go back to being a trainer, but I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you obviously exercise quite consistently and your relationship with it has changed. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you maintain that after going through that? Like I went through an eating disorder, but I wasn't necessarily a trainer where I feel like it's even less yeah. where like, I would probably hate training just because that was my job. And like, it was really tied together. So for you now, how are you, able to exercise frequently without kind of going back and having that trauma from when you were a trainer
0: it's a really good question honestly like there's so many things I think like it's been a journey I'd say like I've been like 100% healed like maybe for the last two and a half three years like I've been pretty like good like um and I think honestly the biggest thing for me was removing fitness as part of my identity entirely like even down to like I had like personal trainer in my Instagram bio forever. Because like, I still, I still am a certified PT. Um, and then I actually had like my own online business in England because I was like, oh, I'll make extra money. I'll like have online clients and blah, blah, blah. So I held onto that part of my identity for a really long time. And like, this also ties into the career thing. It's just like a brief sidebar. I felt like because I didn't have a degree and because I was doing jobs that like for me personally, like didn't align with anything that I was like super proud of. Um, I like really clung on to that. So I was like, oh, but I'm a personal trainer. So it doesn't matter if I'm like an office assistant or whatever, you know? So I think finally, like really just letting go of of that as part of my identity like it sounds so silly but like removing it from my bio like I I don't really tell people I'm a trainer anymore because I just felt like as soon as I would tell people those things it would open up these like conversations and like people would immediately like talk to me about like carbs and workout frequency and like ask me all these questions and it was just like like an influx of that like negative language would always like come into my life so that helped and honestly just like having really like great friends like you know having a best friend like Rochelle who's a dietitian, and like her relationship with food is so great and her outlook is so great so always just like having that as a reminder and yeah just like meeting like-minded people who have gone through the same thing to be honest and I'd say the last thing for me is just like really practicing like body neutrality. Like I really genuinely, like we all have our bad days, but I can genuinely say, I don't really have an opinion towards like my physical appearance. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like I look in the mirror and I'm just like, ah, Hey girl. Like I, I don't like dissect myself. Like I very rarely will like pose in the mirror and like suck in. And like, I don't know. I just think like really like stopping that has really helped because it all ties down or comes down to like, we care how others perceive us. Right. Mm -hmm. So by no longer like judging myself, I just like, it kind of has removed that
1: desire to care what I look like. No, no, I love that. And I think there's been like movements of body positivity, Mm -hmm. which I'm, I mean, again, I don't want to put anyone down, but I do prefer and love body neutrality where it's just no emphasis. And I love that the gym that we go to there's no mirrors no mirrors and which is so great because I like back in the day when I would do like berries or spin or whatever Mm. I'd just be fucking look at myself I'd just be staring and like oh my god taking myself apart where it's so nice now to just like feel the workout and just not pay attention to any of that so I think for me, mirrors, especially with working out, has yes. helped me a lot.
0: It's a good point, and I realized that a couple months ago. I was like, "This is great," and I also think too, just like if your current gym environment is making you feel like shit, like move yeah. to a different environment because, like, I was still going to a commercial gym and I would show up and like. I just felt like crap. Cause like, there's all of these people around you, like yeah. who like, really care what they look like. And they're like flexing in the mirror and like, you're around people with like big egos and like moving into a gym environment, like F 45, where everyone's just so lovely. And like, there's such a wide range of bodies and ages and people like, it's just nice. Cause it's like, yeah, we're all here for one goal. And that's just like, be healthy. Cause I do really care about like my health and working out and like eating nourishing foods. Like that's something I'm still very passionate about but it's more like personal to me and I don't feel the need to like for me it's really healthy to just like not talk about it if that makes sense yeah Yeah. no no No, yeah
1: yeah I mean okay so last comment before we go into social media career I feel like also for me when I joined in like you guys were already there and like Mm -hmm. seeing females with such like happy healthy relationships with themselves like there was just no emphasis on everyone's like your body or anything everyone's like okay let's work harder let's get to like a challenge where it'd be more less physical but maybe like it's like pushing each other physically
0: not not being like oh who can like lose the most weight and do the things and like I just want to say too like having weight loss goals is totally fine like I have lost a bit quite a bit of weight like in the last couple years um just like from COVID and stress weight gain like and it's okay like I wanted that for myself but you can totally do it in a healthy way and again it's not something I needed to like talk to people about I wasn't like oh, I'm on a weight loss journey and this is why I'm eating this. And a lot, I just like existed, you know? Cause I think it's also important not to talk about that stuff around people too much also, or without like double checking, they're okay with it. Cause it can be a trigger, right? Like, especially if it's like your close friends, like it's like, okay, okay, well, I'm not going to tell, like say Sav that I'm like trying to lose all this weight and like blah, blah, blah. Because maybe that's like, triggering
1: for her I don't know yeah. if that makes sense yeah no that yes. totally makes sense yeah okay so sidebar. <laughs> I, I, okay so transitioning to okay social media manager yeah. queen boss queen right now so yeah. like, like, just like you so much. no yeah you've grown so much just in your business and I remember we had a chat like in the fall about it and you're like I want to get more clients and mm-hmm. you um okay so before we get into what you're doing day to day that transition when you decide to just become like a freelance social media manager. What did that look like and how many clients did you have? Was it just one or like what was that process looking like?
0: Yeah, so I when I moved back to Vancouver, so Clark and I moved back from England um to Canada in 2020 and I was like easy thing to do, like get a receptionist job and then I'll like figure it out cuz I really had no idea like what I wanted to do. Like I I felt a bit scattered, like I had all these things I was interested in and like I always it's so funny cuz like during COVID, I remember talking to my friends in England, we did like a little zoom, like happy hour. And we ended up getting on the topic on so, of social media. And like one of my friends, she was like, I hate social media, blah, blah, blah. Like it's the worst. Like I like think it's like so annoying and it's so bad for me. And I remember just being like, I actually love social media. And I was just like talking about like why I loved it. And I was like, I would love to like have a career in it. And I had no idea like how I was going to get there. Cause at that point, like I had no experience, like no degree. And as, but it was just like, it's just funny to me that like I said that and like to reflect on where I am now, but yeah. So I moved back, got a reception job and then, um, a family friend actually contacted me cause they owned a business, Kalia natural. And they were like, you know, you do a really good job with your own social media. I had my like own coaching business at that point. So I had like an Instagram for that. And I was like very, very active on my personal Instagram, which like, I'm not really anymore um, compared to what I used to be. But yeah, they were like, you know, you are doing a great job. I obviously like, because I wasn't like a super experienced marketer. Like it's like, you can pay me a good rate. Like they knew I was going to be good at it. So took that over and started off like just doing the social media and then email marketing for that company. And again, I just kind of like learned as I went, I loved it. I thought it was super fun. Did that plus my reception job. So like I worked two jobs and then once Clark got his PR, he finally had a job. So I was like, I guess I don't have to work in my like reception job that I hate anymore. So like, quit. And I was like, I'm going to be freelance. Um, and then I also started working for my mom's company. So like, I would like to say a lot of this has been like based on luck and connection and like, you know, I know that I am like, I have a skill set, but like, I've been very fortunate and, and the people that I've met along the way that have like helped me. Um, yeah. Then I started helping, um, on the content side for my mom's business. So that was like two clients did that for, I don't know, like, I want to say I did that just like flowerist and Kalia for under a year. I did Kalia for a bit longer and then I got Flowerist and then I just had the two and it was great. And then I kind of just got to a point where I was like, this is so comfortable. Like it's great. You know, the money is like fine, but like Vancouver is so expensive. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, what can I do? Like I need to get more clients. I need to do something. So I actually reached out to my mom and I was like, Hey, you're in the small business space. Like let's, see who if if any of like the people you know like if they want people if they want someone to help with their socials or their email marketing or whatever and people did life lesson if you like know someone and like you want something and you know they have they work in a field just ask because you never know right and I actually I remember talking to you as well and I had a call with one of your friends who was also super helpful um, just in like the sense of like building a business and becoming a freelancer, like full time. And yeah. So then yeah. I kind of like snowballed like last fall, I remember like taking a LinkedIn headshot and then it was literally like, You're like and then, the photo like, just set the mood. You're like, no, I, know. I yeah. think I was like sitting at coffee with you and Alex. And I was like, how do I make more money? Cause I think like you were like, Talking about your new job, like potentially getting a new job. And I, you know, I was just like, I'm surrounded by so many like boss females in my life. And I was like, this is what I want for myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I know like, you know, money doesn't like determine happiness, but like it definitely helps. Right. Especially, yeah. especially on this day, in this
1: like time we're living in. So I have like, I have a quick question when yes. you're getting more clients. Okay. A lot of it, I think when people are freelancing, because even I considered at one point, yeah. Was like, the rates and what to charge and what's yeah. what's not fair, especially when you're working with small businesses where, you know, that they don't have the biggest budget. Mm-hmm. So before, yeah. So I just love to know how you kind of price that out. Obviously now you have more experience. But like, how did you kind of get kind of like the balls to be like, I deserve this. I want this much.
0: I was actually talking to one of my, like, bosses or like one of my clients the other day and I was like I'm like asking for money has to be just like the worst part I'm such a people pleaser and I'm like hey what if I just did this for free like (laughs) you know um but yeah what I did and this is like silly but I just went and I was like what's like the industry standard for like a social media and marketing manager and then like you go off of that base salary like determine like say it's like seven and a half hours a day divide that by an hour. So I'm like, I, I always present like either an hourly rate. So like I can bill, I can just bill you like every two weeks based upon like the hours I've done, or I'll charge you a monthly retainer, which is nice. Cause like you guarantee that monthly rate for yourself. And then also, um, they like, you don't have to do that whole like hours thing. It's annoying, but I don't, I, mean, I don't mind. Um, but yeah, just like Googling the industry standard. It sounds like so simple, but that's all I did. And then like weigh in like how much experience you've had, like if you have any like further education or like further experience that you think like determines whether or not you earn more. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a really good place to start. And then like you can do that. And then if you want to raise your rates from then, uh from there, like a year on after you've worked with a client and like gained more experience, then yeah, I don't think it's um, unreasonable
1: do you have, I don't think, do you have like a website or when people, if they were to reach out to you for a portfolio, do you just show them the Instagram accounts you worked on?
0: Yeah. Honestly, like with every client that like I've gained, no one's ever asked for a portfolio. That is something I honestly want to work on. It all kind of just happened like very quickly, which has been amazing. So I'm, I'm thinking like eventually I'd maybe like to, I don't know if I want to actually like incorporate it into its own like entity where it's like I mean, this is a crap name, but like Nicola McDermott marketing or whatever, and have like an Instagram for that and a website, blah, blah, blah. But for now, I'm just operating off of LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is so great. Um, You don't like need, I think a lot of people, like when they're starting like their own thing, it's a misconception that like, you need to have everything together before you start it. So it's like, you don't need to invest all this time into like building a website. You don't need to like have the Instagram page already. Like, as long as you have experience, you're good at what you do, like just like, take the plunge and like, you'll figure it out as you go along.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And questions. I think I I put like a little thing on Instagram. Mm. A couple of them have been around time management. And Mm. I know that since you've gotten more clients, like I remember you were texting me at like eight or something, nine, Like, (laughs) I'm still working. I'm like, Oh shit. So for you getting more clients is your business. You can make your own schedule. Yeah. How have you been able to figure out this time management? Like, are you are you a nine? You're not really a nine to five because I know sometimes you work later. So how do you build your schedule in life around your business?
0: Yeah, like it's definitely hard. And like, I'm still like learning so much along the way, but I kind of like, I I will like look at my week and I'll be like, okay, this day is for like this client and this client specifically. And then like the morning, the first hour of the day is when I just do like the admin for each client. So it's like every day, the beginning of the day, admin for each client because then it's just out of the way you don't have to think about it until the next day then it's like I'll like break it up so like Monday is for say like Kalia and Flowerist. Tuesday is for this client and that day is like dedicated to just like content filming like I just like you have to I honestly got a whiteboard it's not written on today because i got kind of been on the place today and like out and about but I got a whiteboard and I just write on this and I honestly because I'm such a visual person I'm not me like breaking up my whiteboard like no one's seen a whiteboard
1: (laughs) it's on a podcast too they're like oh (laughs) yeah
0: yeah." (laughs) oh my god um yeah whiteboard like honestly like having to I have to see it visually otherwise it gets very overwhelming (laughs) like I I need to write it down because otherwise it's just all this stuff floating around in my brain and in terms of time management like I think being freelance I'm in the comfort of my own home so like if I have to work until eight like I'm at my desk. Like I'm the candles on, like I have like jazz music on or like a good podcast on like, or sometimes if I have to work late, I'll just sit on my couch and put on like a show I love. And like, what am I doing? I'm like creating newsletters or like creating graphics or plan or scheduling and creating or editing videos. Like, like there's such a privilege to be able to work from home. So I try not to think of it as like, oh, like I have to work until eight. It's like, oh, but like I'm at home. Like it's not like I'm at an office. Like it could be so much worse.
1: I feel like you've made like if anyone follows Nicola on Instagram, um, Mm -hmm. uh, like you've made your home like such a nice, comfortable, and safe space where you're like excited to like. And are you like you updated your like whole workspace to make it really homey? Do you have any tips? Like (laughs) this could be like cleaning tips. I don't know. Just to make it. Most of us are like remote and like working from home. Yeah, true. Making like a safe, fun like work from home space.
0: Yeah. Well, making sure you like your space. That is huge. Like, I think that's why I'm so like neurotic about it. I'm very like, I have a dog too. Like, I feel like you have a dog as well. Like, I'm just like, so crazy about things being clean. Cause I never want people to be like, Oh, a dog live, like to know a dog lives. There, that makes <laughs> sense. I'm like, I want you to walk in and it smells so clean and there's no hair. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like curating a space that like you love and like, I, I'm just such a believer in that whether I work from home or not. Like, as someone who like has some mental health not problems but like has bad anxiety, like mm-hmm. having a clean, organized space is like so like vital to my well being. Honestly, <laughs> so it drives my boyfriend a little nuts, but I'm sure he appreciates like the clean space as well. Yeah, and it is a privilege too to like be able to afford to like make your place nice. And like honestly, like I mean, we're not loaded. Facebook marketplace, like there's like loads of like great Facebook groups where you can find like cheap furniture and stuff like that. So just like get crafty.
1: Okay, cool. Um, and also you're talking about specific days that you do content. Mm. Um, I know like I'm also in social media, but I only technically have like one client because I'm working for a company. But for you, you're constantly having to build content for so many different brands without mm. trying to make it look the same. I understand they're different companies, but yeah. what do you do with like content fatigue? Cause you're just like, constantly creating content and trying to make it obviously different and different theme and vibes yeah. so what do you do when you're like content fatigue
0: I think like in terms of content fatigue like I think it's really important like for anyone especially like in like a creative job or like marketing or marketing specifically like you don't have to reinvent the wheel like I just go like especially if I'm feeling fatigued I'll be like okay what did we do this time last year that performed super well I'm gonna take that photo I'm gonna like Rejig the caption to make it kind of more current, like our brand as it stands today. And then I'm going to post it again. Same with email marketing. I'll just go through and be like, okay, what email performed really well this time last year? Or what have we done in the past? Yeah, I, I just think like a lot of people think that like you always have to come up with this like new exciting idea. And like, yeah, you should be doing that, but like you can't do it all the time. Like it is just regurgitation because you are going to, if you always come up with something new, you're just going to run out of stuff to, to create, to talk about you know so it's all just like iterations of the same stuff so that is honestly like what helps me probably the most to just like stay inspired and it also takes like the mental load off because i'm like i'll have a week where i'm like okay this week i'm just gonna like repurpose some old content like make it feel more fresh like maybe i'll film a new video but like the text overlay will be like the exact same but it will feel new like your followers aren't gonna notice
1: no yeah fully and I struggle with this with being in social media is that i'm always on my phone just mm-hmm. not just because of my job I'm not using that excuse but i'm literally always on my phone <laughs> i'm like scrolling on the on the toilet, in the bath, in the shower, I'm <laughs> on TikTok. So, <laughs> I know we, talked, yeah, woo, we talked about <laughs> that, I think in your personal life, you were saying that you were also struggling with just always be on your phone because of work yeah. as well, because you're having to check comments and posting. So are you, how are you kind of giving yourself a break? Also just asking for myself because (laughs)
0: you're like, what are your tips? Okay. Give
1: me some tips. Give me some fire tips. No,
0: Honestly, it was two weeks ago. I just noticed I was waking up and just like feeling like dread, like just anxiety and dread. And I was like, why do I feel this way? Like, Life's good. Like, why am I waking up with dread? And mm-hmm. it was because I was like going to bed and scrolling on TikTok. And I noticed like my screen time was going like way, way up. And honestly, now I think I only really use my phone for work. Like, I don't really, I go on Instagram to like check in on my friends. I maybe scroll TikTok once a day, but like now I associate it with work. So I'm like, ew, I don't want to be on this. Like, when I don't have to be on it, I think I give, you have to be realistic. Like, At the end of the day, like you do have to sometimes post late because like engagement is better past like six o'clock and like you do have to do these things. So I'm like seven o'clock is my cutoff, like no, no checking comments, no checking anything past seven o'clock unless like I'm going to quickly post a pre-planned post like eight o'clock. And then me showing you another thing, even though I'm on a podcast, I bought a Kindle. Like the Kindle is great because it almost gives me that same like feeling of being on my phone, but I'm not on my phone. There's no blue light. Mm-hmm. And I've just been reading, like, I've been waking up and reading because if you go on, there's like, there's a study I read and it's that if you go and it like proved that if you go on your phone within like the first, first 30 minutes of your day, it sets you up to scroll a lot more throughout your day. Whereas if you like completely ignore your phone, like I have it on sleep mode until like seven. you completely ignore it you won't you'll be less likely to scroll so I just like dedicate I wake up extra early to dedicate like the first hour of my day to not being on my phone and like everyone like low-key makes fun of me for it but like not in a mean way but like I just like need to because if I don't do that I just like I immediately feel frazzled because like work is on my at my fingertips right Mm -hmm. like so I just you can't do it because it just oh. like spikes my anxiety and then I'm just like a, and then when I'm anxious like I don't want to do anything but just like lay on the couch and scroll on my phone so, like <laughs> it doesn't like yeah, no, no, I, I don't know, know if yeah, you can yeah. relate but it's like you're just like doomed. you're just there and you're just sitting there and like you can't move.
1: And you know? I just
0: stuck there. No, I
1: know. Yeah. I, I. It's funny because I'll, I'll I trip you like maybe every every other day about your daily gratitude or journaling, <laughs> but it's also it's hard to also take that time to carve out for like what you do every morning where you'll Mm. you'll, you'll journal. Um, So I do kudos, kudos to you, even though I mean, yeah, but yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's hard to take that time out. Like you wake up early, like way before working out to do all those things, but like, look how much it's clearly helped you. It's
0: worth it. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm obviously like, I'm like, (laughs) I'm single. I'm like, I'm not (laughs) single.
1: Barely. sorry, Clark.
0: It's like, I love you, Clark. Um, but like I don't have children. Like, I'm working from home. Like, I, I do have like many privileges that like afford me. So like if you're a mom listening to this, like, yes, like you might not be able to like wake up and have a full ass hour routine where, like you full uh, ass full, yeah, full ass routine. But even if you can take like five minutes and like, just try not to like be on your phone. Like, I just think like the key is like not going on your phone. Like say if like you wake up and like you, I feel like you just wake up and go to F45. Like there's no need for you to check your phone in between that time, aside from turning off the alarm, you know, as long as you can like avoid going on it for like the first like 45 minutes to an hour of your day, I feel like it's just like so much better for
1: your mental health because we have so much like coming at us all the time. I agree. Okay. And last question before we get into, or actually two questions before we get into rapid fires. One, um, what is your like must-have marketing social media like marketing stack? Like what mm-hmm. platforms you're using, what tools you like to stay organized, or like expenses and all okay. that stuff. Like what are your favorite ones?
0: Okay. My favorite are like so basic. So Later is like my favorite, my preferred scheduling app. I've tried a bunch of other ones like Unum and stuff. And I just like, I don't like them. Later is so user-friendly and it's great. And like, you can switch between your access groups like for each client. So I love Later. Notion also is like my favorite thing ever. I use Notion to like track my hours, to be honest. Like I've tried other ways, but like I just like write them all out in Notion. I I have like a content calendar for like each client in Notion where we like upload, we like, I'll put in like my ideas for the week and then like I'll upload all the content to it. They can approve it. So that is really helpful. Canva of course, I'm not a graphic designer, obviously as someone, I mean, you don't learn graphic design and marketing and a marketing degree really i don't think yeah. um and most people who did marketing still use canva um so yeah canva is like literally amazing and also like as someone who doesn't have any didn't have any background in marketing like youtube is so amazing like if you are like stuck and something feels like super complicated just mm-hmm. google it and there'll be a youtube video and you'll figure it out in like 2 minutes like and then for like email marketing platforms Klaviyo is my favorite Mailchimp is like okay but Klaviyo is like i is like so great um and then yeah in terms of like expenses and tracking it's just like Google Drive <laughs> Google yeah, Sheets, yeah. Like, like like, Google Docs, like nothing crazy. I yeah. definitely, again, like there's certain things I need to get better at. Like every, t- like the past two years, like when it comes around to taxes, I'm like, oh, am I going to be incriminated? Like, <laughs> I, yeah,
1: that's like not my thing
0: either. So. I'm doing it all right. But it just like feels, I'm just like, ah, like I get so overwhelmed. So like that kind of stuff, I'm still very much, I'm still learning so much, whether it's like in the jobs or in like the little processes. I is why say, just take, just take the plunge. You'll learn as you go.
1: Okay. Do you want to get into rapid fires? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. You got to be rapid though. Cause oh, most okay. people are like, they drag on. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Um, yes. compliment you've received the most. That I'm friendly. Good. Um, what's your dream client that you could take on? I can't talk I'm like well,
0: my dream client like lululemon because i could get free lululemon
1: true okay fair fair fine okay if you had fifty thousand dollars to go towards nicola mcdermott marketing oh, what would I'm like, you lame. what would you do with it like, what like would, would it be silly
0: it? to say i would rent a new apartment <laughs> oh no, you could be a new office space yeah like i think like we live in a one bed and i think like in the next like year and a bit i would love to move into a two-bed just so i can have like a, a designated corner that yeah. just has all my props and my lighting and like all yeah. this stuff because like i make it work but it would be like so great if i just like had that cushion of 50k i'd be like okay hey, we can pay yeah. even more in rent like you think of problems
1: love that okay um and i
0: would pay someone to make me a website oh that's a good one that's expensive and it's hard
1: <laughs> it is it is okay um who would you let dress you to meet um, Beyonce? Uh, oh. Your partner, Clark, or your mom?
0: I'm like, oh, that's lame. Uh, Clark or my mom? Probably Clark. Clark and I, like, always say, like, we if if I was a boy, I would dress like him. And if he was a girl, he would dress like me. Like, we have very, yeah. like, simplistic style. <laughs> like, it's just, like, basic. I hate that word. you picturing today. Clark
1: in crop tops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And, like, and leggings, yeah he shows up to f-45 in a sports bra and highways still liking
1: we would love that like, okay. hey, no
0: shame. <laughs> to, to the men that love that
1: true okay um what would you say is your biggest flaw in the sense of the work environment
0: my biggest flaw is that I'm impatient as hell so like if I have like a task list for the week I'll get like so anxious that like I didn't complete it all on Monday <laughs> you're like like, literally like I because I think because I give to be so self-motivated like I'm like well what if I just did all my work in one day and yeah Yeah.
1: okay Liam so one of my friends Mm -hmm. like asked in the little question box he said where did you get your dog I want your dog (laughs) for those that are like wanting a golden retriever um yeah where can you get your dog
0: I'm like as much as I want to be like adopt don't shop nobody would let me and Clark adopt um so I found her on Kijiji but it was like this loveliest family on earth they lived in Chilliwack it's not like a like a website or anything they just like do one litter a year they live on a farm um so if you want the contact details DM me I'll send you her number because the family was so lovely but yeah Yeah. It could be sketchy. It could not be, but our dog's super healthy. She's never had to go to the vet for a health issue. So, and we've had her for two years. Just saying. She's very
1: cute. Can you drop the Instagram for flow? Oh
0: yeah. At golden girl flow. Honestly, I need to post more on it. I just like wish I had more time.
1: Yeah. Maybe you should dress her up in t-shirts like in Clark shirts. I recommend that. I I
0: I actually have done it before, but I like the dress shirt idea that you like the fancy shirt. It's like funny. It's like giving like distinguished gentlemen. I was
1: pissing myself. Jordan was in a meeting and I just decided like in this <laughs> space, decided to put it on her. And it was so, it's like a, it's like a golf shirt. So it's so kind of stretchy a bit. And she tripped on it and fell. And I was like dying. Obviously I'm not abusing my dog guys, but she just fell over and it was like a small I'm one. I'm like, just, sure you weren't. I'm <laughs> just like sitting there like stuck, unable to move. And I was laughing so hard and that um She's so cute. made me giggle. Okay, two more questions. Okay, what do you wish more people asked you? That is deep.
0: Mm. Wish more people asked me. Yeah. Where do you get your shampoo? It's so gorgeous. I can give them the link to
1: Kalia. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Um. And last question: Who are the three most influential people in your life right now? Um, I always have that one.
0: The three most influential yeah. in my life? Shit.
1: Well, okay. I, mean, I, I always like, did, there's been different facets of my life where there's like, people would come in unexpectedly and I would be like, oh, this person, but now yeah. it's so much. So anyway.
0: As it's, yeah, right now. As in right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, my mom, I think my mom is like amazing. She owns business. She also did like marketing before me. So I learned so much from her all the time. Um, and she's like helped me so much along the way, just some like advice and things like that. So this is cheesy. Honestly, you and are like, I just think you guys, you guys are just like, so like, like driven, like with your careers and stuff. And I feel like, like, I don't know, you guys are just like super cool. And like, I just like know that you're going to be, well, you already are successful, but like, it's just really cool to have like super successful friends. Clark and I have spoken about this. And then the third most influential person, can it, does it have to be a like a person that I know? No, it doesn't have to be (laughs) like Jesus. Just kidding. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like I, I'm, I'm agnostic um, oh my god the third most influential person like that is actually a really hard question third I'm like can I say flow like all my friends I don't know I like can't like I just like literally love our friends and just like being around so many like kind people and like yeah, it's hard. It's honestly really hard to like pick people because I feel like I'm surrounded by so many cool people, and I think that's what like motivates me. Because I, if I think of like all my friends, everyone's just like doing something cool, and it's all everyone does something that's so different,
1: which mm-hmm. I love
0: as well. So love that. My okay.
1: I said everyone. world Everyone in the world. <laughs> I am influenced by. Okay, and we're gonna end this by who should be my next nest who should, who should be my next guest on the podcast like out of all of our friends or that you know who should I? Yeah. <laughs> alex just kidding that would be awful <laughs> and her red sweatpants
0: and uh, rochelle i think rochelle would be good to like okay. talk about like food and like her Shell, you hear that i'm coming for yeah. you yeah she
1: would be really good okay i'm gonna a, ask her but thank you for coming on everyone where, where, where can nick follow or where can they follow nick <laughs> where can nick find you <laughs> Everyone DMs me their email. like <laughs> drunk today. This is like my first interview in a while. So let's hear <laughs> it. Like
0: I can tell. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> okay. So like give us the plug and the links of where to find you. Okay. What should
0: they follow? At Nicola McDermott, but I don't spell my name with a C. So it's at N-I-K-O-L-A McDermott, which is M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-D. At, you can also add me on LinkedIn, Nicola McDermott. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, Fine. yeah. And you know, I'm not going to plug all the brands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just go in her bio. Go on her Instagram. Yeah,
0: follow my Instagram. Why not? Let's be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Thank you. Love
1: you. Love you. Bye.